Buenos tardes. Bueno. <laughs> Great to see you all. Uh, today's passage is Jeremiah chapter 17, 1 to 10. I have a Spanish and English Bible. It is uh, page uh, 1069. Uh, due to time, they will only read English, but for the Spanish group that I encourage you to read in Spanish, I will read in, uh, a little bit slow in English so that you have enough time to read it. Jeremiah 17, 1-10. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. With a point of diamond, it is engraved on the tablet of their heart and on the horns of their altars. While their children remember their altars and then their ashram beside evergreen tree and on the hill, high hills, on the mountains in the open country, your wealth and all your treasures I will give for spoil is the price of your high places foreseen throughout all your territory. You shall loosen your hand from the heritage that I gave to you, and I will make you serve your enemies in a land that you do not know. For in my anger a fire is kindled that shall burn forever. Thus says the Lord, Curse is the man who trusts in men and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart of deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test mind to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of his deeds. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of the word. For we trust your word, we also want to obey your word completely. Help us to glorify your name by putting into practice what we will learn today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us imagine that there are two ways in front of you. One is the path of the eternal curse. The other path is eternal blessings. 
Which path you will choose? Isn't it that through all everyone will choose eternal blessing? The prophet Jeremiah who wrote today's text was a prophet in the kingdom of Judah until the Babylon Empire conquered Judah. His vocation was proclaiming God's will to the people of Judah. He preached that people should choose the path of life rather than the path of the curse. But no one paid attention to his preaching. So at the end, the Judah was destroyed by the kingdom of the Babylon. Most of the people were killed, and a small number of the people, Judah, was kept, became captive. What was the reason? People of Judah did not choose the path of life. Their sin caused their collapses. Their sin caused their collapse. Yeah. Aren't we curious about today's story? What kinds of sin is enough to ruin a country? What happens after sin? Maybe we can get vivid lessons from today's text. We will not study all the sins that Judah did, but there is one specific sin that I want to learn, which provoked God's anger eternally. Uh, today's structure, uh, today, uh, scripture, uh, structure is at verse 1 to 4. God speaking about regarding sin of Judah. And in verse 5 to 8. And then God addressed about the curses and the blessing depending on the object of trust. And verse 9 to 10, he will address about heart of man. So today, from today's text, that I have a, a three subtopics. And the first, regarding the sin that led to destruction of the people of Judah, Second, think about the path of cursing and then blessing. And then third, that our hearts need God's grace. First subtopic, sin of Judah, what was sin before God? First, 
Verse 1, the sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron, with a point of diamond. It is engraved on the tablet of their heart and on the horns of their altars. God gave us a pictorial description of the sins of the people of Judah. If a person write down his sin or other people's sin in the paper, it will continue to maybe 10 years. But if you engraved someone's sin on the tablet, on the stone, it will maybe continue at least 100 years. But what is this first verse expression? Would it be that to engrave the sins of Judah on people's heart with a pen of iron and with a point of diamond? Isn't that this expression that God is confirmed, God has a firm will to leave that record permanently? The same goes for the altar's horns. Although the horns of the altar of the burnt offering are a place where priests perform purifying ritual. So God asked priests to sprinkle the blood on the horns. And then God will pardon the worshippers' sin. But today text that on the horns and he will carve the sins of Judah. So both statement, either on the tablet of a heart or on the tablet on the horns of on the altar. God will never erase these sins. What was their sin that can never be erased? The verb in today's text is written. Is a passive participle form. It is a Hebrew verb that emphasizes the continuous action in the past. So God continues to record the sin of Judah in the people's heart and then on the altars of the horns of the altar. God was writing their sins in the meantime that what was they are doing? Esos, esos 
verse 2. Why their children remember their altars and then their asherim beside evergreen tree and all the high hills? While God was writing their sins on their hardened conscience of the Judah, and then horns of the altar with a pen of iron, which had a point of the diamond, they were not remembering the promise they had made with God, but remembering the idols they made, and remembering the altars of those idols, and even the place that they worshipped in the high hills. The verb to remember in Old Testament was more than just mind practice. My children can remember A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But they do not put this remember at the alphabet in actions. But in Old Testament, this verb, just remember, means that you take action. And then plus, you take action, plus you put your energy on your remembering. So, right now, just people not remembering God's covenant, but why God is writing their sins on the, their hearts and then the, on, on the horns of the altars, they remember the idols and then the altars and then the play, worship place and then they go there and they put their energy on there, they worship idols. That is to remember in Old Testament. How serious was this remembering idols and then altars and a worship place they provoked the God's anger a fire is kindled that shall never shall, shall, shall burn forever also as recorded in verse 3 and 4 because of their sins their property their territory will all be plundered they will not even enjoy the grace of the sowing seed and, and harvesting crops in the territory given by God 
according to today's text, one sin that we can commit before God is simply what we remember while we worship here. We came here to worship. How did we come here? Didn't we come here because we remember this place? To be more specific, that didn't we come here, this place, to remembering the God's grace we received? Remembering the praise that we gave to God to hear. Remembering that God's presence in here while we're worshiping. Today's message brings us enough attention that it is imp- so important to us to remember correctly and rightly, rightly about what we worship and how we worship and what we do during worship. What are you trying to remember remembering right now? Which memory will you keep thinking this coming week? Do we remember the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Do we remember how much he loved us so that he even had to die on the cross for our sins? If we remember of our God correctly and then rightly, it will also bring us in right action and in direction in which we will worship our God with a genuine heart. Topic two, subtopic, second. Trust man and trust God. In verse one to four, God mentions that Judah sin and then tells a story of the cursed and blessed man throughout the psalm-like poem. In, in verse 5 and 8, sorry. sorry to, yeah, yeah. At the time, Judah had not yet been destroyed by God, so God again wanted people of Judah to trust him. By this giving parable. So verse 5 and then 8. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched place of the wilderness and in an uninhabited salt land. Verse 5 and 6. 
será como el remanente en el desierto y no verá cuando viene el bien, sino que morará en los que se queda, sequedales en el desierto, en tierra despoblada y deshabitada. In God's eyes, the people of Judah who do not trust God but trust men is the cursed one. God was able to see the through, uh, their hearts through and then what is really going on, which is turning away from him. But here is a description. It is as if a bush in the desert is standing alone in the land of salt. We did not read it, but it's Jeremiah 17 and 13. 17:13. O Lord, the hope of Israel and all who forsake you shall be put to shame. Those who turn away from you and shall be written in the earth. And for they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living water. If we do not drink water, we will die within a few days. A tree dies if the tree does not sucking up the water. Likewise, if our souls are not connected to Jehovah, the source of the living water, our lives will only end in death and in shame. On the other hand, what about those who place their hope in the Lord? Their hearts grow deeply towards God. It does not mean that the challenging circumstances will not come. It happened. It happened. But a person who's rooted really deep into God, trust in God, because root is a nearby river, it is not anxious. It's not afraid of heat or drought. Who should we trust? It's a shame to trust ourselves. We must trust in God with our whole hearts. For God is the fountain of living water. That is a path of eternal blessings. Third, our heart, our heart need, in need of God's absolute grace. As one commenter said, the, the mind is a source of the human thoughts and actions. Y las de los seres 
This is from Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. If we trust in the Lord, and then we will eternally, just we will be blessed. But if we rely on our strength and then things with our hearts, we will be cursed. Relying on God is our way to live and the only way to live. However, God's diagnosis today regarding our hearts in verse 9 is a great shock to us. Verse 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and the desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind and to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. If the most famous doctor in the world came here right now and then examined each one of us, how many of all, just of us would be truly healthy? Our God, doctor will say that you are healthy. First of all, I'm eliminated. Eliminated. I'm just. I'm. I'm not healthy. Because I have a back pain here right now. And then just my brother Enrique has a back pain too. As Rose also have a back, just some pain on her just knees. So everyone is kind of sick, but. How about if our God just come to here right now while we're worshiping him and then he see through, he just checking, looking through, just really dipping through our hearts while we are... Who among us would be pure and clean in heart? Who can stand before him? One commentator translates verse 9 as follows. The heart is more dirty than anything else. And cannot be healed. Who can understand it? The more deeply we recognize the problems of our hearts, the more we feel trapped because we cannot fix it. Our sins do not, does not disappear. So this much is today's sin and then I write down and I burn it. Does it mean that it just disappear? Y 
It is engraved in our hearts. Nobody saw it just while we did something wrong. But God is witness and our conscience witness. Two is enough to be guilty, right? On the one hand, and even though we know that trusting in God is a blessed life, We, t- we too easily rely on ourselves and rely on our strength. Because our memory is also broken too. Just as the people of Judah always remember their idols, our hearts also remembering what we have done in the past. Remembering our old habits. So it is really hopeless. We know the answer, but we cannot do it. However, it is written there is a hope for those who trust in God. There is a promise that God has made for our incurable hearts. Please listen to this gospel carefully because this is the only way. Ezekiel 11, 19-20 And I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my stitch and keep my rules and obey them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Without absolute God's grace, who changes our hearts of stone and give us a new spirit, Holy Spirit, we can Sorry, we will. We cannot live a life of the blessing life. We need His absolute grace. Luke eleven, eleven, uh, Luke eleven, chapter eleven, eleven to thirteen. That Jesus taught us in this way. Lucas capítulo once, versículos del once al trece. Jesús nos enseña de esta manera. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
¿Qué padre de vosotros si su hijo le pide pan, le dará una piedra? ¿O si le pide pescado, en lugar de pescado, le dará una serpiente? ¿O si le pide un huevo, le dará un escorpión? Pues si vosotros siendo malos sabéis dar buenas dádivas a vuestros hijos, ¿cuán más vuestro Padre Celestial dará el Espíritu Santo a los que se lo pidan? Let us only remember God, Recordemos a Dios. His grace, His mercy, His love. What he has done for us through his son Jesus Christ. Let us only trust God, who is the fountain of living water. When we trust him, that is eternal blessing. But let us remember that we cannot do our own strength, we cannot do these things with our own strength. We have to put our only hope in God that who will remove our hearts of stone and give us a new spirit. Let us pray. It is from Acts 4.12. This, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is a salvation in no one else For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Y en ninguno otro hay salvación, porque no hay otro nombre bajo el cielo dado a los hombres en que podamos ser salvos. Lord, there is no other way for our salvation. Señor, no hay otro camino para nuestra salvación. The only answer is to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. La única es vivir por el poder del Santo. Father, please pour your spirit Señor, por favor, llama tu to remove our dirty hearts para and replace them with the obedient spirit of Jesus Christ para con el so that we can always remember your grace para que tu and trust you with all our hearts. Please be present among us when we worship you so that we can always remember and rely on you. Please allow us to enjoy eternal blessings by trusting you more and more. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.